For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other Black graduate students or early career professionals. It is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice, and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, we're back with another episode, and today I'm excited to introduce to you all someone who I hold dear um, for many reasons, Uh, but I want to introduce Alana Hickman. She is a part-time MSW student who started her third year of her four-year program, and I um, connected uh, in a couple of different ways through the podcast, through our love of the read and Beyonce, and so just a woman after my own heart. Alana, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, I'm so excited about our conversation today because um, first we get to hear your experience as an SW student, what that's been like, um, especially since you are balancing working and school and just life as a part-time student, which is something we don't talk about all the time on the show. So I think it's really refreshing. And we're going to really get into a really good conversation that we started mm, probably almost not a month, maybe two or three weeks ago now. So uh, you ready to get to it? Yeah. All right, cool. So let's first just start with like, tell us how you got to the master's um, in social work. Like what steps or what made you realize that was a degree that you wanted to pursue? Yeah, so I, uh, my bachelor's degree is in psychology, and I always thought I was going to go into therapy or be a counselor, mm-hmm. um, but I took about a seven or eight year break, like after I graduated from my, um, from, with my undergraduate degree, mm-hmm. before I started my master's program, and in that span of time, just honestly watching a lot more of what's been happening in society uh, really changed my mind. I it was primarily, you know, all the shootings that we've been seeing unarmed black men and that kind of stuff just really started to get to me and how like that works with our police system. And as someone who like has a foot in both of those camps, my father was a a police officer. Um, Like I always kind of live in this tension spot of like, how can I make this better? Cause there's a, there's a obvious gap that we need to bridge Um, and so I think it was the summer after like Philando Castile and Alton Sterling, and then actually all the shootings down in Dallas with that police department that really made me think like, what can I do? Um, and so that kind of sent me along this pathway of social work. And I like social work a lot more than thinking about, um, just having a master's in counseling because of the opportunity that's available. And so like, 
if I want to go into therapy, I can, and that's awesome. But if I want to, you know, try to go through this diversity and inclusion training, like that's a really good way for me to be able to do that. Or, um, you know, if I end up somewhere else in higher education, my first, um, job was with higher ed, you know, that I can do that, but just trying to find a way to impact systems a little bit more, uh, to bring about change is primarily, I think the reason why social work is ending up being a better fit for me. Cool. And so what was maybe the original path that you had planned out before you applied uh, for the MSW? Sure. Yeah. So I was looking into masters of counseling programs, okay. um, and trying to find out, yeah, how that was going to work. I live in like, I live in the Midwest. And so like me going to a university wasn't going to be an option per se, or if it was, it has to be pretty close. And so I was going to be traveling. And so I was just trying to find programs that would work with that. And then it turns out, um, a couple different people suggested that, uh, the master's of social work to me. And at first I was like, eh, I don't really know, but I didn't really know much about the program itself and what it can actually open up instead of, I thought I felt like it was a little limiting for my background and what I understood. But as I learned more, there's just so many things I can do with it. And so I started looking into that and found a program that worked for me, not having to travel an hour and a half to a campus multiple times a week. And uh, yeah, it's worked out really well ever since. That's great. That's so great. So it sounds like you did some research, you were receptive to suggestions and to, to getting some, some input from others then you did your research to kind of compare and contrast because I think sometimes we can like have our eyes set on one degree but really it might not be the one that gives us the tools the skills or in your case like the flexibility that we need you know moving forward for the career that we desire yeah it was exciting to see that like well yeah I had to let myself be open to thinking about that different pathway because like I said social work was just nowhere on my radar and I really only knew about it in terms of like casework you know going into people's homes and trying to do assessments and that kind of stuff and um as I learn more and more it's yeah you've got all kinds of different opportunities so okay it's been good yeah that's good I'm happy to hear that it's been good and so I mean let's talk about that experience like you're in a distance learning program, like an online program, um, and you're part-time. And so what has like your experience through grad school kind of been like? It's been interesting to learn how to balance everything primarily. Um, I still had to keep a job just because, um, yeah, just financially, I need to keep a job. And so <laughs> working through, like, can I work completely full-time? You know, can we if I need to, can I drop to part-time and that work too? Um, I've worked a lot over the last couple of years of trying to find a good balance between everything. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because like when something starts to tip and fall out of whack, like I can tell pretty quickly if I'm doing too much in one spot or not giving enough attention in another spot, like I can really, I can feel it pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, I've been paying attention a lot to, a lot of people's conversation is just about why is graduate school so hard and, you know, both academically sure, but like on your relationships and on your emotions and mental health and all of that. And so trying to see if there's a way for me to balance that out uh, to where it doesn't feel like it's so hard all the time. 
Um, and I understand some of it's meant to be, you know, like you're learning, you're learning a higher at a higher level. And so things are going to be difficult, but at the same time, like, do I have to feel like I'm going crazy all the time or do I have to have this yeah. crazy level of anxiety all the time? Uh, do I have to neglect all of my friends and close family and all of that? And so it's been interesting. Fortunately, the place I work now has been flexible with my schedule, which has allowed me to, like I started working full time and doing the program part time. Mm-hmm. And that was starting to get to me, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning and not feeling like I was able to spend time with my partner and things like that. And so trying to find ways to balance that has been really important. Like I do want to keep a house kind of tidy in some kind of way, you know, so I'm not coming home to craziness all the time. Cause that affects my mental health. Um, yeah. Like if my place is really messy all the time then that, yeah, like that increases my anxiety. So how can I balance that? Um, and then yeah, just yeah, like I said, trying to find that balance has been has been interesting, but it's worked out pretty well so far. That's so good. And so with that, like, how do you connect to, um, you know, people in your program and, you know, other grad students? I think that I, I already know, like, grad school is universally isolating, but I could imagine as a student um, online, that could be almost you know compounded because you're not in the classroom three four times a week right yeah that's probably been the hardest part for me is and I couldn't under I couldn't decide at first if it was just because in undergrad you're used to being on campus with people all the time um or not but yeah I feel like that has been the hardest part for me I have really missed going to class Mm -hmm. and seeing people the way that we do class like uh, is via zoom. And so I see all of my classmates when we meet for class, even though I'm at my house. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's something missing to that, you know, like it's a little bit different than being in a classroom with them, but at the same time, it's very different than just having a strictly online class where you don't see anybody. Um, so I, I appreciate the mix. I really appreciate it because I don't have to travel an hour and a half to my campus. Like I live an hour and a half from, uh, where, well, my, my main campus is. And so, um, that I have missed that there were, there's a couple of people in my cohort and like, we try to get together every now and then, but really by and large, it's, it's just us kind of doing our own thing. And so that is something I do definitely miss. Okay. I understand completely. And so I want to go back to kind of what you were saying in your last, and then like this last question about how you your experience and how you've been really working to balance your, you know, all, all these parts of yourself, right? Keeping your full self balanced while you're uh, going through this journey. And so during a conversation we had, um, because Alana is a part of our private community called the Scholar Circle. And so when we're talking and meeting, you brought up like this really, I mean, I feel like everyone's mind, like, was like like a mind-blown emoji going on when you said this like the difference between restorative it was like restorative and something else yeah the difference between uh relaxing and restoring or like the difference between resting and recharging yeah uh yeah I yeah when we had our session this summer uh there was one point in the middle of July like 
I came home after, let's say I was working, finishing my internship, the mm-hmm. master's in social work program I'm in, you have to do two different internships. Uh, and the one that I did this semester, well, I did it from January to July, which yeah. is a long time, but it was, that was part-time. Uh, and then also I had class this summer. So I was just really run down. I was helping somebody start a summer program uh, for kids in the area. And so Mm -hmm. just a lot of things happening. And I came home one day and I just like fell on my living room floor. (laughs) I told my partner, I said, I can't do this no more. Like I just have to chill out. And then I like stayed there for a day and a half, just Mm -hmm. not doing anything. Like just going to lay here brought me all kinds of junk food to eat like it was fantastic but also like I just needed that time to stop and then I felt like okay I sat here I got some rest that's awesome and then by Tuesday the following week I was back to that feeling of just like run down and didn't have anything left to give I kept feeling that a lot and so I brought it up with my therapist um she mentioned that concept to me probably a couple months ago about, yeah, the difference between resting and restoring. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me that even though I took the specific time to stop and not do anything, that only, you know, if it's, if you're looking at a gas gauge, you know, I only put like a dollar's worth of gas back in the tank, right? As opposed to, um, I don't know, in my mind, restoring is like filling the gas tank back up if it's on from empty. And so, I had to really think through the difference between those two things and not even really realizing that there was one. When she said it to me the first time, I was like, oh, I guess there is a major difference. Right. And then I really, <laughs> yeah, that was a, the major aha moment I think that all of us had was like, mm-hmm. oh, there really is a difference between, I don't know, I think of resting as like taking, like if you're watching something and you pause it. Right. And then if you think about restoring something, it's like rewinding it and starting it over. And um, I just had not really thought about or realized that there was a difference even. And so, um, yeah, it's been interesting to to try to figure out what each one of those things are for me and when I can do each one and how to do each one and all of that. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, well, they each take time in some way, shape or form. Right. And so feeling like, or figuring out how much time I can devote to, okay, yeah, I can stop and watch this episode of whatever for however long it is, but then I got to get back to it to make sure I'm getting everything done on time. Yeah. I, um, when I, as you were talking, I kind of thought of like this analogy, right? Like, like, and it, it's pig, it's kind of a piggyback on what you were saying, but I want to expand it. You were like, you know, when you feel like when you're resting, you're like putting a dollar back in into your tank, right? But mm-hmm. when you think about it, like when you are low on gas, you have to, and you if you turn your car off, you are not putting more gas into the car. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you're simply stopping. You have to go to the gas station and fill your tank to fill back up. And yep. so I felt like that was like, oh, right. So rest is turning the engine off, period. Right. Right. But restoration is going to the gas station, whatever your gas station might be, whatever activity those include, and filling yourself back up. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, like, because, y'all, I want y'all to know, uh, we're coming in this with no answers, right? <laughs> we- <laughs> <laughs> Literally no answers. <laughs> like, explore, because I thought it was just such a, a, a compelling topic and something that 
really just having it on your radar alone to me is going to, is powerful. And so what have you thought through as it relates to this? Like, what do you feel like, let's start with your, your rest activities. What do you feel like you've identified as your rest activities? Sure. So one thing I mentioned for sure is like sitting down and watching a show, uh, like on Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Um, I also have always made it a point to not eat meals while I'm doing work. And so Mm, like taking that, however long it is for me to have lunch or dinner or whatever, like that still kind of identify that as a resting spot because I'm not doing both at the same time. I'm making sure to like sit down, take a second, have this meal, and then we'll get back to what I'm doing. What's another thing? Oh, I said to a degree, maybe spending time with people. Mm-hmm. And then that right. can kind of be both in some ways. But like, if I like, you know what, I can't, I can take this hour and go hang out with friends for a little bit. Like that can serve both functions because being around people helps me some too. But also mm-hmm. like, yeah, let me stop what I'm doing for a second. Kind of engage in this thing and then uh, come back to it. I like that. I Those like- are primarily the... Yeah, the yeah. major things so far. Yeah, I feel I, I because I've been thinking about this now, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I I do feel like stopping to, like, well, that's a little bit of both, but um, so I'll wait for that's more restorative, but it helps me stop too. Is like going to work out. Um, I think like yeah, a lot of like watching TV. Sometimes I, um, like there's a park right behind, it's not really a park. It's like a hill behind my, um, office and it's paved. There's like a little path that's paved. And so Mm -hmm. typically after I've done like two hours of work, I'll just go and walk it one time just to like go get some sunshine, but only do it when the weather's nice. Um, and just to get out the office um Mm -hmm. that's like a nice little break like okay I've just needed to get out of there because I get a little stir crazy um I feel like that's the ones I've I've identified uh also car rides are very relaxing to me sure yeah because I end up driving a lot to home and then like my therapist is 30 minutes away so it's an hour in the car every time I go to therapy oh yeah yeah it's a good I like to like you know listen to my audiobooks or podcasts or sometimes music and just like chill out um as a good way Ooh, last thing is a shower oh my god oh yeah oh my gosh i don't (laughs) some days i have to reset my day like i gotta take a shower like i start the whole day over i know it's yeah that's me too for sure (laughs) well and then also too i keep thinking through like the relaxing side is like even just taking a few minutes to scroll through social media or whatever Mm. Yeah, you know, like it's a way for my brain to disengage from what I'm doing at the moment, and yeah, divert my attention a little bit. Yeah, and so that's another one for me. I'm always scrolling through Twitter or something. I'm like, I I, I lack the self control. This is why you see I pop in and out very kind of like strategic times because if I am on social media, it is like too long I don't I lose track of time so bad but I think that does work for people like you with discipline so that's so um and so what is your restorative what does the restorative side look like um for you at least as you've been thinking through it lately 
So the major one that's difficult to try to figure out is taking a vacation, mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. going somewhere and being away uh, is the major one. We've talked about this. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard because like, yeah, that takes all kinds of time and like trying again to make that fit with a work schedule and a school schedule right. for the length of time that I feel like I need to take. Um, it's it's kind of tricky, but it's a big one. I actually put sleeping in this category for me. I have to sleep or I am just an absolute wreck. It's not even worth (laughs) trying to talk to me, tell me all kinds of stuff if I haven't had enough sleep. And so um, I have always been like this, even through undergrad, I only pulled like maybe two all-nighters or something like that, that were school related. Yeah. Um, I have just always had to sleep. And so that's a really big thing for me. Like I can, I can shut down and really like just let myself, let my brain really fix itself in a lot of ways. Um, and then I can't decide where this one should go, but cleaning my house does a little bit of both. I would say probably, but like, I can feel, like I said, if my house is cluttered, I can tell in my mind that like, like it's a reflection of, okay, well, there's a lot of stuff happening in my, in my mind too. So taking the time to actually be able to put stuff back where it belongs, clean my kitchen or whatever can really un like declutter my mind as well. And that feels restorative to me. So a couple other things that I think help restore me too. And my therapist is working a lot with me on this. I'm just kind of hard headed, but journaling. Yes. Um, taking the time yes. <laughs> to actually again unpack what's happening in my brain um it's actually helpful I had to do that a little earlier this week and I didn't want to take the time to do it I didn't want to write about what was going on but when I did like the next day the next morning I felt a lot better than I had the morning before and so that was a big one and then you mentioned taking drives that's restorative for me Mm, okay and I have forgotten that um but if I do have to drive to campus for something like yeah throwing on a podcast or listening to music or whatever um that really I, I always feel better when I come back okay from that drive even if it uh I'm having to do something. So to me, that's not necessarily a relaxing thing. Like I'm not vegging out. I'm not like my brain is still engaged in an activity, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just the amount of, I don't know. I think I describe restorative things as like feeling better for my soul in a way um, versus like resting and relaxing, like feeling something, your body feels better, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, that restorative thing feels like my soul feels better, which then in turn helps my body and my mind and all of that. And somehow driving does that for me too. And then honestly, <laughs> for a long time in the spring, watching or listening to homecoming yes. was actually really okay. restorative for my, for my soul, like actually for my right. soul. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> there was like, I want to say two and a half weeks straight that I either had the special on or I was listening to it like without question and it just gave me something that I didn't know I needed then and then when I realized I needed it I was like oh I gotta keep this going for me to be able to keep going and so uh yeah that took that took a lot it was interesting to see that and then I 
yeah, I used it for quite a while. Yes, you know, we just love you. Just give us the things that we need. We don't even know we need. <laughs> yes, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Miss Beyonce. Yeah. We appreciate thank you. you. Uh, I, I can wholeheartedly agree with all of those. I um, I can definitely see where some res- restoration can come from driving. I think it, it mine it ebbs and flows because sometimes I like to just shut my brain off and drive, and other times I do get deep in thought. So it just depends. But I get that. Um, I, I would only, I think the main one I was thinking of adding is working out only because it really helps me with some of my, like, it helps me mentally and physically. Like, I feel like for me, working out is, is truly the place where I practice my discipline. Right. Um, it's like, I need to practice discipline in this area so that I can be more disciplined with my schoolwork, with the podcast, et cetera. And so conquering my like own laziness and working out in the mornings. Um, I typically try to work out in the mornings or if I, if I'm meeting up people, I work out whatever time, but that is like, that is where I practice. And so when I do that, it's like I've conquered in some ways myself, but I'm working on my wording around that. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, it's like, yes. Okay. I really am working at working and then thinking about my, my best self and my future self. Cool. Now I'm going to do all the other things that I need to do, which is really helps get the ball rolling. And I feel like I've achieved something. And so that has been um, really restorative in a way. And I feel like it's opened me up because when I journal as well, like my little pattern is kind of like, I try to work out and journal shower and then start my day. And that has been like, but that journaling, I know, I get it. Like literally sometimes I'm complaining, like, no, my hand hurts because I've been writing and typing all day and I don't feel like picking up my journal pen to write another yeah. word. I understand it's important and helpful, but I'm just literally tired. All I do is write and write all day. Um, But I do want to encourage you and encourage, you know, everyone listening to this conversation, like to do to, to if if you feel like you're like emotionally constipated or to have a lot of stuff on your mind you want to get just write it oh my gosh writing it down is such it's been such a relief and it's really helped me um with some some things for sure yeah that's exactly what well that's exactly what I told my therapist I was like girl I write all the time yeah. like that is a big part of the social work program is you're, and you're also doing a lot of self-reflection in that writing. Cause like, if I'm getting ready to engage with all these people over here and they're bringing difficult topics to me, like I also have to think through how that affects me. Like it's not, and then in turn, how that affects my work with those people. And so there's always some type of self-reflection happening. And then I'm always writing a paper. And so I told her, I definitely told my therapist, girl, I write all the time. I don't feel like... <laughs> doing this too but like I said and doing it earlier this week um it really I could see for sure how it it helps just the rest of my week go a little bit more and so I'm equipping it so hard-headed but yeah I definitely experienced what you were saying about it being helpful and help move things along it does it really does um and I think that I just hope that people kind of consider just these are just options you know we're just pretty much in our conversation, listing what works for us, giving you things to practice and try 
you know, and I, are there, are there any, Ooh, this is a good question. Okay. <laughs> are there <laughs> any, like practices that you want to like try out, like maybe moving forward? Like, I know you have these figured out, but like things that you kind of want to experiment with to see if they work. I, well, I'm always trying to do better with exercising. Cause I also see, like, I see how that's restorative for a lot yeah. of people. And I am consistently, like, just with journaling, consistently coming up with reasons why, like, oh, I don't have time. Oh, I'm not a morning person. You couldn't pay me enough to get up and do that. You know, like, there's just so many different reasons. And so um, I, that's one thing that I actually do when I try to do better with, um, I think without realizing it, and I do good, I go in streaks with this, like, also, like, having good meals. Mm -hmm. They always say it's a good thing. And that that could be both. I think that could fit either category is just eating well and having good things there. Um, so those are some good ones. Um, I haven't figured out, I've thought about like figuring out how to take more long drives just because I realized that that's something that helps me feel better. Um, and I haven't figured out how to put that in a schedule yet or like where I would go. Cause I'm not just trying to drive around, but, <laughs> um, I think it's something that as much as I can tell pretty quickly how it helps me, that would be a really good thing to try to implement in some way, shape or form. I'm I'm with you on that. I like, I like the driving. Um, wait, what was the second one you said? What was the second one? Oh, uh, I, I, eating, eating better. better. Yes. Okay. I'm with you on that one. I feel like I've been wanting to like experiment with, uh bartending actually and um mm. also like I realize this is this is mm, I don't really think it's restorative for me like honestly like I could do without cooking but I don't <laughs> um if I make an exciting meal and that part sure. is fun like lately I've been like trying new things like I made a compote for the first time and I was so excited about that. So those parts, yeah. I think maybe like learning new things and exploring things is just a part of what is rest and rest restoration for me is just trying new stuff. Um, sure. And so right now I think it has been showing up a lot in food and drink. Like I really want to like this, for example, I'm going to a pool party later on today, even though it's cold and so I'm probably not going to get in anybody's pool, but I, Wanted yeah. to make a uh, like spiked watermelon lemonade something. My budget and my time constraints did not make that happen. But I, you know, all the searching to do it because I feel like that's kind of like what I want to really explore next. Like I really enjoy craft cocktails, but they're also like so much sugar and so much stuff in it. So like I want to figure out mm-hmm. how can I make them at home? How can I, you know, that would be like, just something I, I don't know I've just been like interested in trying it and I think the interest in allowing myself to just kind of explore is is restorative in, a, in its own kind of way yeah absolutely yeah. I'm like that with baking mm, okay. uh, I forgot how much I love uh-huh. baking um but I don't because of the health right factor. right like, there's only two of us living in my house like I don't need to eat all the cupcakes <laughs> right and so yeah I've quit doing that one but I'm still always if I'm on Pinterest you know pinning different 
uh, baking recipes to try and all that stuff because it is something that I know that I like. Right, right. Okay. And so, yeah, even, yeah, I think that's helpful to let yourself have that that mental space of something that you know um, will work for you, even if you're not able to actually carry it out all the time. I do that the same thing. I don't like cooking as much as baking, but um, I will cook too. And I'm always looking for good recipes there. Um, so yeah, I actually, yeah, I agree with you that letting yourself have that space to look at it, even though um, it may not always happen or may not happen soon is definitely a way to help uh, restore too, because it's something you know you enjoy. Exactly. Yes. So I hope you guys, you know, I know this is just like us just kind of like talking, but I hope you all still got something out of it. I hope you were able to start thinking about these things for yourself, you know, as I was asking a lot of these questions like, oh yeah, like what what is rest for me? What is restoration for me? And then being able to pull from that knowledge in moments where you realize I need one or the other or both, you know? Yeah, I have a friend who has, uh, she had a pretty crazy life between uh, kids and she's going back to school and all this kind of stuff. She homeschools her kids. She's got four of them she homeschooled and she's doing a full-time master's program herself and keeping her household going. More power to you. It couldn't be me. But one of the things that she said was that she keeps a list of each one of these things. So the things that help her relax and then the things that actually restore her. Okay. And then she tries to do one off of each list every day. Wow. And that I thought was really interesting too, because I get caught up the perfectionist side of me, like gets caught up in having to do something the exact right way. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's part of why that is part of why I wouldn't let myself start journaling. So I'm like, Oh, well, I'm not going to devote enough time to it. Or I don't know how I want to do it. Or, you know, what goes in this journal versus the important journal over here, you know, all that kind of stuff. I just let myself get caught up thinking about, and it's not about that either. Um, It's about taking the effort to do it period. And so um, I've been trying to kind of keep a list or at least, um, yeah, I keep a mental list of the things that help me relax versus the things that actually uh, restore me all the way and then see if I can implement one off of each list every day Yep, to kind of give some balance. I, I, that's, that's it. That's it. I love that. Trying to pick something every day. Well, Alana, thank you so much for sharing your, your story, sharing your story with us. And then Again, bringing up this awesome, like, oh my gosh, this great, great piece of like a conversation I feel like we need to have and that we don't have because we don't even think about it this way. So thank you for bringing that into the space and then giving us some some options that we can maybe consider as we all try to figure out how to take better care of ourselves through the graduate school journey. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us where we can follow you on social media. So I'm a hot mess. Uh, I love Twitter, though, uh, for better or worse. <laughs> and so my Twitter handle is um, at Baby. It's A-A-W-B-A-B-Y-0129. Um, so you can see all the funny stuff I retweet from Kiffery and Crystal or anyone else of the super friends. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram at Baby. It's A-A-W-B-A-B-Y. That's right. And um, shout out to, you know, the cousins Facebook group and 
Scholar Circle. Yeah. <laughs> All y'all out there, you helping us. Right. You know, we do it for y'all. We do it for y'all. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Alana. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Black and in Grad School. For more content to help you on your grad school journey, check out blackandgradschool.com. That's B-L-K-I-N gradschool.com. Love this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.